It's Wednesday, January 19, 2011. And the title of this message is Die to Live. Um, basically how this message kind of came about, um, I was watching a Bollywood movie. I was watching a Bollywood movie. And Bollywood. An Indian movie. Amen. So I'm trying to learn some Hindi so I can teach you so that India. But I was watching it and there was a character who um, in the movie was diagnosed with brain cancer. And his doctor was telling him, you know, of all the things that all the memories that he should be making in his life. And why and as Christians we've already we've already faced that. And that's what Jesus came for, to bring us back to life. Mm. So why are we living our lives still in death? Mm. Right. Um, and I started re-looking at my life and um, just looking at just different things that are going on and how it pertains to the word. And most of you guys know I'm taking um, MMA classes. Um, and mixed martial arts. Like UFC. That's required of all Asians. That was Asians. I martial arts. But there's, there's something called getting caught in a submission. And a lot of times when you're when you're kind of in submission, if you don't know what to, I'm, I'm still new, so I don't know what steps or what to do to get out of a submission. And that's how a lot of us look at our lives. You know, God, people put us, or the enemy puts us in positions where we're struggling and we're trying to force our way out, but all, we, all you have to do is, what I've learned is to calm down, breathe, and listen to the instructions. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, because in class, you know, the coach is yelling out instructions on what to do. And at the same time in life, if you just slow down and listen, God's telling you exactly what to do. Amen. Um, Amen. I was, and I started looking to the Word, and I'm like, you know, what, what am I... Um, needing to get rid of, or what? What do I need to do to make my father happy? You know, it's as as kids, we all we want to do is impress our parents, and you know, we have a father that we all share that's higher than our parents. And what are we doing to make him happy? You know, when when we were little, you know, when was the first time that? You're on a bicycle, and your dad's pushing you, and you're looking back for his approval. And then that time when he finally lets go, and you're like, I'm on my own. You know, God has left you out and put you out on your own, but he's still there <coughs> to guide you. Amen. You know, and all you have to do is let him guide you. Amen. You know, and every day we live, we need to continually um, die to ourselves. So. Yeah. So we can live, and when we die to ourselves, we're not just ourselves living, but we're helping other people live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Romans 6, 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so the body, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And Jesus has freed us from that sin. Right. But how many of us can say we went this entire week without sin? <laughs> No way. But, I mean, we've, we've been called to be free. The first things that God said to Adam and Eve was, you are free to eat, just except from this, you know. Um, but what's freedom? What's, what's, um, what's the difference between being a slave to something and being free? It's attitude and perception. Because, um, like we've heard many times, it's like a budget. You know, some people find a budget freeing because you know exactly what you're able to do. And some people find a budget um, obsessive. Not, not obsessive, oppressive. That's right. Um, because, well, some people find it obsessive too. Um, but it's oppressive because you want to do more, but you can't. And it's all about your attitude and your perception on, on your life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people look at life, um, being a Christian, as, you know, they shouldn't look at it as oppressive, but it should be free. Amen. And the words um, tells us there are things that we must do um, as Christians. And I was, this isn't all of them, but... Um, there are some things that I, I try to do. Um, first one is Acts 1 um, 8. talks about preaching the word to the, from Jerusalem to Samaria to the ends of the earth. What does that mean? Most people just think of to the ends of the earth. No. The, the word says start in Jerusalem. Start in your own home. Start in your workplaces. Um, start. Don't skip the step. You're, it's like uh, <coughs> me just starting MMA training and wanting to fight in the UFC next week. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's, it's going to be little steps. Um, but it's most important because God commands us to impress the word upon our children. And impress the word um, upon our spouses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that's most important because that's going to leave the legacy um, when you die. You know, because who know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Only God knows, right? Um, what happens if you die tomorrow, and all you did today was let your children play video games? Right. You know instead of impressing the word on them, instead of spending that quality time with them. Right. And, and I can be honest with you, parents, um, especially <laughs> since Joy and I, um, you know, do, we know when you impress the word upon your children when we talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in Zechariah 10.7, it, it talks about the... Um, Okay, we'll keep going. Would you want us to turn, John? Zachariah 10, 7. Yeah. 
So in 10.7, uh, Ephraimite will become, well, I'll, I'll start um, a little bit about that. Um, they will be tough. I, I have not rejected them, for I am the Lord, and I will answer them. They, Ephraimite will become like mighty men, and their hearts will be glad, will be as glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. So your children, when they see how you react to things, when they see that First Thessalonians 5 tell you, tells you to be joyful always. So when your children see that you're joyful, they will be joyful. Um, And then I was I was thinking about um, not just the children, but you know, well, another thing with with that Matthew eighteen um, two to two through six talks about if you cause the children to stumble, um, you might as well have millstone um, stone around your neck. You know, because you're not impressing the word upon them. You know, and you're, and by you not teaching your kids what the right things to do is, and having them have other things as idols versus the Lord. You know, that's causing them to sin. Because what sin? Um, James 4.17 You guys need to go. <laughs> Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't, sin. Yeah, so, you know, if you know you're supposed to um, get to work on time and you don't, you're sinning. <laughs> so, that's the, so that's why I said, mm. you know, um, if you know you're supposed to be at church on time. Amen! <laughs> Amen! <laughs> you have an advocate. There is an advocate for your sin. <laughs> but, um, also, being obedient to the word is is being a good um, servant, but being a sacrificial servant. You know, some people will serve and serve and serve, but you know. They're always like, God knows my heart. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. They say, God, yeah, God does know your heart. Right. And you'll be judged by your yeah. deeds. Mm-hmm. You know, and the deeds that you do. <coughs> and in Revelation, um, can you guys turn to Revelation 3, 15? There. There. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You learn the book of maps. Okay, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. 
know, that's, um, so that made me think, that made me think, you know, when I do this, and I say that I'm doing, doing, I'm serving, am I serving wholeheartedly? You know, am I, or am I just doing it to impress the pastor? Am I doing it to impress other people? You know, um, it's, I don't want to be spit out. Right. Um, because I can say that my deeds are whatever, but, you know, God knows. You know, Amen. so when you do things, do it um, unto the Lord. And when I was praying about, you know, what to speak about, it's, there's so many things that I've done <coughs> that, you know, I don't finish, I admit that. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm trying to stick to this MMH. <laughs> but um, there's, in James 1, um, awesome, awesome book. Amen. That's probably one of my favorite books yeah. in the world. I'm going to read a little bit out of it. If you guys don't mind. Okay. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So when when we're doing all this work, and and how many times have you served and things not go right? Yeah. But you have to continue. You know, there's there's been many times where you know. Um, I've started things, and it's, you don't see the end product. But the, when the end product comes, you're like, "Wow!" You know, and you and that's where you learn. You know, like there's, you know, like this last year was pretty crazy uh, at work. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff, a lot of changes, and there there was times where I wanted to leave where I was at. Um, because things just weren't going my way, and there are opportunities that fell through, um, and that that verse came to me during that time, and it was like, just just wait it out, you know, just wait it out, and everything will turn out, and everything turned out, and now I mean. Um, Works amazing to be at, um, and I'm surrounded by really good people. You know, um, mm -hmm. I have a manager that's um, a believer, so we're able to kind of um, talk with each other about the word. At work. Amen. Um, and and then um, this kind of came um, in my mind, um, and I didn't speak up during worship, but I, I feel there's there's people here that proclaim they've been healed or, you know, pray, but still doubt, you know, still doubt that um, God's going to go through, come through for them, you know, but 
later on in James, in James 1, he says, when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea being blown and tossed by the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's set, um, set your face like flint. Yeah. <coughs> Once you tell yourself God's going to do something for you, believe it. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, oh, well, oh, well. You know, mm-hmm. No, it, it, it might not pass right away. You know, just like many other stories in, in the Bible. It, it doesn't happen right away. But um, if you persevere, you're going to learn, learn how to deal with that. And the more you learn how to deal with those trials, the more you're going to be able to minister and witness. Um, I'm, I'm at a resident today um, that I was speaking to, and he was diagnosed with um, skin cancer. And so he had to get part of his hand grafted and stuff like that. But he, um, we got a chance to speak, and he's like, I'm going to church now. You know? um, he's like, once, once... I was that close to, you know, I could have died, um, you know, and he's like, I don't want to go back to where I was, and and he was saying, all the things I've been through, I'm able to be a witness. Amen. Amen. And, um, That's right. And many of us um, will sit and listen, but have no action. Or our actions don't reflect, you know, what we hear, and mm-hmm. and we forget what the word says. You know, the the word has already told us that we are. He has already equipped us yeah. to go out and do, and do everything. Yeah. You know, even greater things than Jesus did. Yeah. You know, uh, <coughs> He has given us all that power. That's right. Um, I, I guess the, <laughs> um, the basis of what I wanted, the point that I want to get across is, you know, you, you've already died. You've already seen death. Um, now live your life like there was no tomorrow. Amen. And do it um, according to the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, it, makes, it makes me... Um, want to spend more time with my wife, spend more time in fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of us work long hours and stuff like that, but don't take yourself out of fellowship yeah. because mm-hmm. that's that's how people get pulled away. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep yourself in fellowship so that we can encourage and encourage each other and draw each other. And husbands and wives try to fellowship together with other couples. You know, don't just do one or the other, um, because you know, couples need couples, and and at the same time, you know, um, wives will need to spend time with with other uh, women, and guys will need guy time. You know, and it's all a process of um, building that three-stranded cord. Yeah. Yeah. But the most important thing that God has told me to do is learn to forgive. Amen. Amen. For, um, Amen. Learn to forgive. Quick question. 
quickly. Because we're all family. And yes. I don't I don't want ten years down the road look back and um, I get a chance to be with Eric and Matt a lot and a lot of times, you know, we're we're looking through photo albums and like, well he's not serving anymore. He's not serving. I don't want that to happen to any of us. Yeah. You know, whether we move away or stuff like that, remain in fellowship with each other. Yeah. You know, um, that's one thing I encourage everybody is to um, start at home and fellowship with their children. Um, impress the word upon them. Um, don't cause them to stumble. Um, and then fellowship with each other through serving, uh, most importantly, through serving. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the church uh, that um, we can serve in. And when you serve, be sincere. And um, whenever you um, visit people, you know, don't be a burden. You know, um, the word says, you know, um, actually, one, one thing that I see and um, I'll just kind of lay it out is, you know, if somebody invites you over, you know, help. we should be fighting to do the dishes. We should be fighting to help clean, you know, um, after church. We sh you shouldn't be told to put away the chairs. You know, we should be fighting to see who does it first. You know, fellowship comes after um, the servant or after serving or fellowship while you're serving. Amen. Why are you doing things? Amen. We have to multitask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and children, if your parents are um, out of town, whatever, help them up the house. You know, don't let them come back to the house and it be messy when all you've been doing is watching TV all day. <coughs> yeah. um, and, and that's what I'm saying. Sacrificial servants Sacrificial servants give life, and you give life because when your parents come home, or when if you're uh, watching somebody's house or something like that, when they come home, they don't have to clean. How how was Jen was in here? But how happy was Jen when you guys came home, and um, there was few people from from the church who came over to clean the house. All kinds of happy <laughs> because she was expecting to come home and clean, you know, um, and it's just those little things that um, people are going to see, you know, and and whatever little things that are in front of you, you know, God's going to give you more, and it's those little things that will will give you more and. You know, I hear so many people say they want to be in ministry, they want to, or they see their future in ministry. Well, here's where you start. That's right. You know, don't, don't, don't start by going out trying to evangelize everybody when you can't do stuff inside church, when you can't do stuff inside your own home. Evangelize your children. Evangelize, evangelize your parents, your, um, you know, the children are trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, 
I mean, I, I just want to encourage you guys. I just want to encourage you guys. I just want to encourage you guys to um, just just keep running the race, you know, and and to finish the race, you have to finish by the rules, and these are the rules that the Lord has laid out for us to follow.
John's teaching it to us, and one of the reasons he sees it so clearly is because he works with our children. Mm. He works with our children. We can say what we want to, but our children's lives don't tell lies. Yeah. Mm. They don't. And when he asks my little boy, what do you think we should do in this situation? And he responds, kick him in a not nice place. <laughs> what that shows is, number one, he's still a little boy. And number two, dad's work is not done. Yeah. Because he doesn't yet understand death to the giver, life to the recipient. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of John for sharing that word. Amen. Uh, if we can do this, if you can learn to die in a situation that's most rude to you, whatever it is, and give life, the gospel will spread like yeast working its way through dough. Yeah. It will cause the whole situation to rise. This is the unadulterated gospel. Not people's perfect doctrine or nice dress or pretty steeples. And you know the purity and the authenticity of Christianity by whether or not there is death in the giver and life in the recipient. Amen. Amen. We must die to live. Just stand with friend. Some of you may recognize that phrase. On our website, there is a short video by a woman named Jackie Pullinger. Jackie went around the world for Jesus. After having seen mass salvation in nations by going to live with the homeless and eat what they ate and wear what they wear, doing those kind of things and seeing an authentic, powerful move of God, she had an opportunity to speak to pastors. We put what she said on our website. That's right. She said the mystery of the gospel is that it has always brought death to those who brought the gospel and life to the recipients. And if you are not willing to die, you will never see them live. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. These people are heroes in the faith. Mm. In Philippians, Paul said about Epaphroditus, honor men like him. Yeah. He almost died for the gospel. Mm. This is what we honor. Not people who speak well. Not beautiful music. Not the way people dress or any of those things. It's where they die for the gospel. Yeah. I pray that the people in here will demonstrate that kind of love daily. Amen. That's the difference. It really is that let your reputation die for Jesus. Amen. Let your desire in that moment die for Jesus. This is what it means to bring Him an offering mm. or a sacrifice of praise. Mm. Mighty God, we thank You. We thank You for the chance to stand in Your presence. Lord, we have never deserved this kind of high honor. But you purchased us for yourself. Mighty one, we thank you for that mighty act of salvation where you have torn us from the world and delivered us with a mighty hand. Lord, we ask that you would empower us to live lives worthy of the high call. That we would imitate you. Lord, that everywhere we go, we would be willing to carry our cross and deny ourselves as you have said that others might live. Lord, put in us a heart that cares more about them than about us. We love You, Jesus. And we ask that You would mold our hearts and lives in an undivided, fully committed way. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.